This is part four, and the last part, I believe, for Colossians 2, 6 to 10. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental principles of the world and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And we start here. And you have been filled in him. And then he chooses to identify him in a particular way in regard to this fullness. You have been filled in him, namely, the him who is the head of all rule and authority. So, Father, as we try to grasp for our own filling what it means to be filled in Christ, who is the head of all rule and authority in the universe. Grant, I pray, that we would both understand what Paul is aiming to communicate to us and that we would experience this fullness. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Perhaps two texts from Paul that might shed light on being filled in him. So the whole fullness of deity dwells in him, and you have been filled in him. And so if you go in this direction, you're filled with the one who is the head of all rule and authority. If you go in this direction, you're filled with the one or by the one who has all fullness of deity. So let's go back to the prayer for a kind of fullness in chapter 1. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So knowledge and wisdom are what Paul is asking that they be filled with so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And we know that these two words, wisdom and knowledge, are the treasure chest. That's what's in the treasure chest. In Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So when you have Christ, you have fullness. I think this is a, a full treasure. This is not like a small treasure. These are riches, and if you have them, you're wealthy, really wealthy, full. And what you're full of first is wisdom and knowledge as Paul is unpacking it here. But that's clearly not the whole story, is it? We're not just full of knowledge and wisdom, even spiritual knowledge and wisdom. So let's look at another parallel. So fullness and filled. Look at the parallel here in Ephesians prayer, the prayer in Ephesians 3. May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, 
rooted and grounded, same as we saw in Colossians, rooted and built in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth of what? Namely this, and to know the love of Christ. So he's praying that since we're rooted and grounded in love, whether that root is extending down or branches are extending up, height and depth, or whether this ground, this foundation, is extending wide or long, any direction you go, it extends forever. The love of Christ is inexhaustible, so he wants them to know, experientially know, the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. You see the parallel? Filled with the fullness of God, fullness of deity in Christ, filled in him. So I can't help but think we're operating here not only in the sphere of wisdom and knowledge and all the riches that are in Christ in that way, but also love. When you are filled in him, by him, with him, then all the love of deity is in your heart. So I I take this to mean, this filled here to mean that you are filled with all the wisdom and knowledge that you need to please God, and you are filled with all the love of God that deity can offer so that you are pleased with God. You, You can please him with this fullness, and you are pleased with him in this fullness. And and the idea here in the context is you don't need to be um, sucked in by human tradition or empty deceit. Remember, empty corresponds with filled here. You don't need to be taken advantage of by philosophy or elemental principles. You have Christ. Now, why does he draw attention particularly to the fact that you are filled with the one who is the head of all rule and authority? And what I did was just look up all the places where Paul uses that double description of the powers of angelic or demonic forces. Look at them. Here's what you have if you have Christ as the head of rule and authority. Number one, he's the creator of them. Colossians 1.16, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. Same phrase, in all things, all things were created through him. So he's the creator, creator. When it says he's the head, he's the head by means of being the creator of all, all rule and authority. And then second, here's a statement from Ephesians 6.12 to inform us that these rulers and authorities are at least in part, some of them are evil. They're demons. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, same pair, same words, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces in the heavenly places. So we're wrestling against them. These are not on our side. They are enemies, and we wrestle against them. So that's the second thing to say about he's head over the enemies. 
He doesn't, he's not to head over friendly rulers and authorities. He's head over our enemies. And then comes Colossians 2.15, remember. We've seen it before, we'll see it again. He disarmed the rulers and authorities. He's talking about the cross here. When, when Christ died, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to an open shame, triumphing over them in him. So when he's the head here, he's the head by means of the cross by which they were disarmed, and he rules over them as the one who stripped them of their power to condemn sinners since he has died in sinners' place. And then Ephesians 1, 19-23, may you know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority. So when Christ was raised from the dead, he was raised far above all. It doesn't matter that they're in the heavenly places, like it says in Ephesians 6.12. He's way above them in the heavenly places. They have no competing right to any authority. He has been raised above them and power and dominion above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he put all things under his feet, including these under his feet, and gave him as head over all things to the church. Now, sometimes we talk about him being the head of the church, which is exactly right. And here he's stressing, when he's given to the church as head, He's not only head of the church, his body, he is head over all things, which makes him a glorious head of the church, because nothing can threaten the church, since its head is head over all things. So, over rule and authority, Christ reigns, and he is head, and that's the one who fills us. Perhaps one more observation from the nature of the false teaching that seems to be in Colossae. Here's what it says in chapter 2, verses 18 and 19. Let no one disqualify you insisting on asceticism and worship of angels. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Because now these angelic powers, Paul is saying, they are subject to Christ. If anybody comes along, and says that a key to your overcoming lust or overcoming finiteness is to worship angels, going on in detail about their visions, puffed up with, without reason by their sensuous mind, not holding fast to the head, who's the head over these angels, for goodness sakes, from whom the whole body nourished and knit together through the joints and ligaments grows with the growth from God. The only way we are going to grow into the kind of people we ought to be is not by worshiping the very beings that Christ is the head of. So that's why he says you have been filled in him, namely the him who is the head of all rule and authority. So don't give in to human tradition or philosophy or empty deceit that says you need to worship these rascals who he has defeated. He created them, and he has defeated them and rules over them. And we are full of him. 
and his wisdom and his knowledge and his love and his authority over them. 